that's the part with the culture too that makes it so important and it's hard to see and i think the official visits is really important to bring the kids out i mean they're gonna say whatever you know whatever kind of you want to hear yeah i mean they're, they're you sometimes you can feel the red flags you can see the mm -hmm. red flags come up like there's questions you're gonna ask and see if they answer with a red flag or not or if it's a good answer mm -hmm. and then you're gonna give them to the team you know you're gonna give them to the team for a day maybe they take them to the beach or hang out yeah and like you're gonna get their feedback too because they'll probably the guard will be down and like, be like, all right, do you think this guy will fit in the culture? No, there's other red flags too. Um, but that's the, that's the big one too. And if, you know, some kids just want a free trip to Hawaii, that's like, you know, uh, you kind of feel that, you know, and then it's like, all right, yeah, that's true. you know. Yeah, you can, you can handle the heat. Yeah, you can, you can handle the heat. Welcome back to another episode of Can't Handle the Heat. It's your boy G Swizz. Next to me, Jokesy. Jokesy, how are we doing? Doing great. Good man, good man. And if you haven't what, what is North? We're in North Carolina. What is we're, the, Yeah, we're in North Carolina. It's the Tar Heel State. Tar Heel State. We're Raleigh. Raleigh? Raleigh? We're Raleigh. not in Raleigh. We're in Winston-Salem. We're in Winston-Salem at the moment. Here, uh, completing our next couple camps here. we got two more days of it. It's going so far so good. Um, pretty pumped about it. Shout out to Rise Sports. Um for hooking it up for us. Um, with that being said, we also want to give a shout out to our sponsors, allvolleyball.com. Like I said, we came from the professional season indoor. Now we're playing a lot more beach, a lot more grass, also giving lessons to our little indoor campers. Now, with that being said, some of them are not little. Well, some of them are not little. Some of them are big, big campers, little campers of all size. With that being said, no matter what size you are, all volleyball has all your volleyball needs. Number one volleyball retailer in the nation for a reason. And congrats, we're paying you 20% off with the promo code OOS, click the link in the bio. Anything viable, anything you want, they got. They you need, they got. With that being said, also we are not here. It's not just the two dolos here, <laughs> chilling together. We have one. He's a he's a camp counselor. He's a camp coach, a court camp coach, counselor, as well as a close friend of ours, Joe's ex roommate and uh, Hawaii legend, now the assistant coach at University of Hawaii, the Capono Fay. Thanks for having me. I've been waiting three years to be on this podcast, so it's a real honor, and I'm super grateful to be back. It's because Micah wouldn't wouldn't let you come on. That was the <laughs> thing. True. So now that Micah's not here, we can have you on. That's true. He's like, I can't have two Hawaiians on here. It's gonna steal my thunder. It's gonna Buff steal and my blue. Th That's his thing. You know, he he's Hawaiian chosen. So yeah. Hawaiian. It's, it kind of goes the chosen you. one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, I just wanna. I think everyone out there can see your shirt right now. Define the moment. Now, can you turn around, actually, too, and show them the back? <laughs> For those of you wondering, no, this is not a Goodwill find or a, a job by a third grader. Every year, every year we have a, a senior shirt that, since you senior night at Hawaii, you make a shirt, right? For me, it's my G-Swiss shirt. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it. I wear a lot. This is Joe's shirt. And uh, do you want to give a little back? Well, first of the all. Best, the best senior shirt ever yeah, made. What do you? There you go. I, I have to say, I'm sitting in the presence of probably the two best senior shirts. Uh, like Capono and Gage, I think, had my two favorite senior shirts I've ever seen. So mine, I think, is at the opposite spectrum. Probably the worst senior shirt I've ever seen. Would you agree with that, Capono? That ours are the best? No, no. I mean, well, yeah, ours are the best, but <laughs> yeah. that, that goes without saying. But in terms of what the, that raggedy-taggedy thing you have. <laughs> Dude, so I, I didn't even think about senior shirts. Dude, uh, I, and senior shirts is such a tradition in Hawaii. Yeah. I, didn't know, I didn't really know that it's just a Hawaii kind of thing. And we love to, even in high school, we do that. Dude, you know how Joe got that? Let me tell you how Joe got that thing. He was like, you know what? I don't. He didn't really care, I guess. 
as much about his shirt. <laughs> so he goes, all of a sudden, he gets DMs from a cheer. He's like, hey, and want to make my, make, make my senior shirt? Because DM, DM'd, right? From that, these cheerleaders. I'm like, yeah, I'm an art major. I'm like, yeah, why not? Super, super cheap. We walk in, like, a week later or whatever. We walk in to go look at them making. It looks like they're like the sweatshops. They're making, it looks like they're painting this on. It's like, what the hell is this? It was literally, it's the worst material, too. By far the worst material I've ever felt in my life. But make sure to find the moment, Joe. But that's part of the, that's, that's part of it, though. It's like, that's why people wear it. It's like, yeah. No one wears it. Nobody wears it. That's the first time I've ever seen someone wear it. In a, no, Stein in a wears it. Mocking way. Stein and Rado wear it. No. Yes, I've Rado, seen them wear it. Rado's in Serbia. He's got nothing else to wear over there. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't know. How, how are the uh, shirts this year, though? Pretty good. God, I haven't seen too many. I don't even know if Yaka made one. I didn't get one. So, dude, I know. I didn't even get a senior. Night. I got. I didn't even get anyone in the senior. Night. You didn't get a empty. senior. I had a senior oh. night, but it was empty. That's right. Oh, during COVID? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Were you all by yourself? Uh, no, I could have been, though. I, oh. I had a COVID year, but I didn't. I said not to take it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you were the only one graduating that year. No, because it was because we had sixth years and fifth years. Mm. But I would have been my, literally my own. I would have been out there. It would have been Gage's night. You know, <laughs> like, my ego would have hated that for sure. <laughs> Everybody bow down to me. Yeah. That is right. It's oh, going to be, we got to fill the time. It's going to yeah. be a 10 minute gauge video. <laughs> you know, like, this is all the time we got. Gage is going to talk for 10 minutes. <laughs> like, get the mic away from that guy. But uh, let's get into you a little component here. First of all, what was it? So, this is your first year of coaching. Yeah. Um, first year of coaching, period. In terms of like at the collegiate, the collegiate Collegially, level. Collegially, right? yeah. Got you. Yeah. What a program to start at. So, how did, how did you, first of all, how did you get the job in terms of how did you get into it? Um, well, I was playing overseas for four years in Italy and Greece and then kind of COVID everything in my shoulder and decided to use my degree. I was working as a project engineer, civil engineer for a construction company. Um, and then Josh Walker, shout out to Josh, um, announced he was going to Baylor and Charlie opened the job application. I, I've been always stayed in touch with Charlie, um, throughout the years. I'm sure you guys have too, you know what I mean? And, uh, we were talking about being assistant coach and, Initially, I turned it down. <laughs> Why'd you turn it down? Um, just there's there's a lot of reasons. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things going through my head and why I quit volleyball and why I use my degree. I had a good thing going in uh, construction, working for Nan Inc. Um, I could have moved up pretty quickly over there. I was I was doing pretty good and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed working with the construction workers, um, but I, I love doing this more. So it was just kind of a big switch and only being there for one year. Um, and even kind of knowing Larry Tuiletta, Tui's father, uh, is the director over there. So I knew him and he helped me out a lot. So I felt bad leaving as well. Um, but I can always go back. You know, I left on good terms. So, but man, yeah, good to be good to be back with UH with alma mater, our alma mater. And uh, I think we had a successful year. And it was it was a lot of fun. For yeah. Sure. Before we get in the year, I was want to kind of ask, like, what is the like coaching versus playing roles? Because you got to <laughs> be like, you like. For me, like when I'm coaching, like especially when I'm coaching younger kids, and I guess I would I'd be deemed as immature, especially at that age. <laughs> um, like I would have done like ten times worse what this kid's doing in front of me. I'm yelling for. So is there like, like <laughs> yeah. kind of like a double standard thing, like where you're like, uh, I mean, I did a little worse or I did this, but you know, I'm the coach now, so I got to say something. I think it's a little humbling just looking at recruiting videos nowadays. Uh, like back then, we didn't even have YouTube really or anything. Like it wasn't as popular, and like your iPhones are all over the place at the club tournaments, like it's so easy to have content, so easy to have video. Back then we just turned in like full game film. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
you know, we we're talking about that. And I'm like, God, what were my highlights? Like? You know, <laughs> I'm trying to judge a 15 year old. Like, let's be honest. Like, what was I doing? Yeah. I, I made it. So I made it overseas. So like, it's a little humbling. <laughs> right. Well, you're at, obviously, as we're going to say, the top, the top uh, program in, in the country. So like what it, you're like, you're in charge of basically like you're going to change this kid's future or you're mm-hmm. going to maybe deny this kid. You know, you're going to change yeah. it no matter what. You literally have the hand of God right here and these thumb up or thumb down kind of thing how is that maradona yeah yeah hand, <laughs> hand of god, god. Yeah. or like the gladiator it's like a thumb down like kill him or like let him live yeah it's tough i mean we got a lot of emails to go through a lot of recruiting videos how, how many it's tough have? to i mean i got like 60 right now that i just gotta go through um especially with like aau's coming up and everything so everyone's done with their high school they got highlights coming out um it's definitely not as much as like the women's programs but um yeah just making sure like I'm doing my diligence, but you know, you want to, you want to be respectful. They're putting in a lot of work. They're emailing all these guys, but I mean, we only have so many roster spots yeah. and every year we like less and less, especially with COVID years and everything. What is like a typical recruiting email look like? And what is, what is something for you that like you look for, like in an initial email, initial like impression for, from a kid? Um, I mean, it's just an introduction and they, they always talk about how much they love the program and what it means to them. You know what I mean? And, uh, how hard they've been working, how long they've been playing. And then they always have like a highlight film. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's more, sometimes there's less. And, uh, you know, it's tough. I would recommend like making a highlight film, put your best plays first. You know, some coaches will have like a two, like a couple second rule. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to watch. I mean, two minutes is not even a long time. Yeah. But if you get like a hundred of them, you know, it just For adds sure. up and you got like all this admin stuff to do in coaching. So, uh, I definitely recommend just like, getting your best highlights first yeah. instead of doing like attacking, setting, blocking, like make sure those best highlights are first. Uh, so yeah, cause we get a lot of questions like that. Cause when we're in, especially when we're at home, they're like, make that impression. Yeah. Cause they're like, yeah. what do I start with? I'm like, I would start with something sick to be honest. Yeah. Bounce the yeah. ball to the yeah. roof. Like yeah. there was this one video I was talking to, who was I talking about? Jonah Sife on Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Like this one video and the dude hit this kid, hit people in the face like three times. I'm like, this is the best start to any video I've ever seen. That's so but true. But like, it's not. And then like, I don't know how his techniques are. You know, you gotta then we'll watch the rest. Yeah. But that definitely made an impression. Had to grab the attention. Yeah. yeah so, so like when you're it's tough because our attention spans. Yes. Just in general, our whole society is getting a TikTok, little baby. Shorter. Yeah. So, so with that being said, you said that uh, you want. So what do you? So like when you watch a traditional recruiting video for volleyball, it's always mm-hmm. like slow intro. Six five, a picture of the person, yeah. you know, all that. You would say skip that, and then and then put it in later, or put it in the email, or how, like. No, I think that's fine. I think it's fine. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, and I would recommend. This is the one thing I do recommend. <clears throat> God, people are gonna hate me for this, maybe, but I think it's better when it comes from the kid and not from a recruiting service. Mm-hmm. Like we want you to be independent. We want you to be. You're gonna be on your own. You're gonna mm-hmm. be away from your family. You're gonna be away from your parents. Uh, we we like that independent aspect. So, hearing from you directly instead of from a recruiting service uh, is is more beneficial, I think. And even some recruiting services, I even responded to a couple. It's my first year, but I responded to a couple like, "Hey, you're kind of making it too hard for me to watch this kid. Like, I got to make an account. I got to click all these buttons to finally see their their recruiting profile and to watch their video. Like, you're kind of making it tough on tough on them, and they're right. paying you money." So just to, just to let you guys know, just to let them know, mm-hmm. like it's better to hear from them directly. And YouTube is so easy. How does the uh, how does the uh, those sites work? 
Like, they, for example, they it puts it like they put it. Okay, for example, let's say you start a website like that, right? And mm-hmm. they put it up. Where is the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The where is the win-win for you to go on that website and find the kid? I mean, some of them are user friendly. They're fine. You just like they'll okay. the kids will write a message in that, and then they'll like probably add all the coaches' emails, and it'll send like one time instead of going to like Gmail or something, mm-hmm. and you got to send it like uh, multiple times. But uh, sometimes it's not so user friendly. Like mm-hmm. guys, stuff like Huddle, they updated a lot. There's a lot of clips on there. Those yeah. ones are fine, but. But well, why do you go on that website? Is it just because everyone posts there? Is it kind of like, is that is that why you go? Like, why bother going on that website if it make if it's like rather than like why bother for me? Yeah, yeah, for you. For the yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to see the they emailed me, so I want to see what they okay, got. Okay, okay, you know okay. what I mean. Gotcha, gotcha. But so in in a case, I mean, other than like non top top recruits, you're gonna find top recruits. But in terms of like non top yeah. recruits, is it a thing where they should? Put it on the. If you don't get an email from them, are you ever gonna like see the time of day, or they have to like just because? Because I could only know like a lot of our listeners maybe not be the top and like how do I go to Hawaii? How do I go to these top mm-hmm. schools? And they'll tell me, well, you have to email these people. Yeah. Rather than just putting clips online, but it has to be more of a direct message kind of thing. Yeah, that's the more thing I even tell my club kids. Like, hey, where do you want to go? Like, I'll like we can help you out, but mm-hmm. you gotta email. Just email everyone. Like, email mm-hmm. where you want to go, where your top schools, or your second choices, your third choices. Like, doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel. I feel like it's also. People always ask. They're like, uh, they're like, oh, what should I do? I want to go to school. I was like, well, first of all, you gotta ask yourself, how bad do you want it? Are you willing to go to? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're at a kind of a where maybe you're good enough to go to this school, but they don't offer you, or a couple of schools they don't offer you. Maybe you'll this random school in Idaho. I don't know, or something like that. <laughs> no, 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 no bash to Idaho or anything. But but the thing is, like, you gotta ask yourself, like, how how bad do you want it? Kind of thing. It's like you got. I always say, put a big net out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Obviously, the higher skilled, the more recruited you are, you don't have to do that as much. They'll find you. But if you're not in that, in that pool, put it all out there. And how much do you love volleyball? You're going to find out when you see who offers you and who doesn't or gives you opportunity. Yeah, exactly. You want to just cast your net like what you said. but uh, And then you go through your pros and cons list like you know, and all that stuff. And you mm-hmm. talk with your parents. Like, who's interested? And like Charlie always says, like, no is an answer. You know, but you have to get an answer. Mm-hmm. So that's why we tell our club kids, too. But I think it's interesting, like even like what you, like going back to what you said, like like I wasn't a top recruit coming out of high school either, and like now like the program's so successful, and we made it so successful, we really taking it to a whole nother level. But like, would I even get recruited to the, right now? Like we're in such a different spot than where we were when I was coming out. Like we were we didn't make playoffs when I was being recruited. It's so much different now. Yeah. Well, I think well for the listeners out there. Pono was actually the one that uh, turned kind of UH around or was a big, a huge part. Obviously, he's going to be humble. He's going to be humble. He's a it. giant mural yeah. in the stand chair. He, he literally has a huge mural. I don't mural. know. <laughs> Every time I'm there, I just I kiss it. Every time. Like, That's for you, Capono. You know what I'm saying? But no, you are. I don't you, know how that got were, up there, man. It was right, right, right here. Yeah. Right here. Harry, show Capono kissing the H. Show that video. <laughs> that. Or the picture. I love that. I love that. Hey, what do you think uh, about the jerseys now in Hawaii, man? Like, what? Like, um, mm. all right. Obviously, you're sponsored. I totally I agree. I totally agree. I get it. But like, is there? Is there? Are you guys trying to get like? Because you want to? Can you go through all the jerseys you guys used to have? Try and name them all right now. When you were with Asics, like when I was playing. Yeah, when you were God, playing. We had like five or seven when I was playing. I, by I, this, by the senior year. But we could had, you name them? Well, we had three of the flag ones: like yep. the green, the white, and the black. Those ones were the best jerseys in the world. Yeah. Um. Then we had like a camel one. We had the retro one with the white. Mm-hmm. And the rainbow. We even had the plumeria, the yeah. pink plumeria yeah. one. 
Um, then you guys have the normal ones too. And then we have the normal ones, like white, red, and black. I'm white, green, and I, black. I had 11 because I also had the long sleeves because emergency libero. Oh, I yeah, always yeah. carried three long sleeves too. So I had like 11 jerseys. I'm like, Charlie, if I have to go libero, we're not in good we're not in a good position if I have to go out there and play libero. <laughs> That's because Colby Kanatake mm-hmm. only played long sleeves. So, I, so you had the long yeah. sleeves, yeah. Oh, Colby wasn't there. Yeah. Was Tui and Mamani? They were in long sleeves Mamani too. Mamani did long sleeves. Yeah. I don't know. I, I remember sleeves. carrying Tui long sleeves, though, sleeves, yeah. in my bag. Yeah, yeah. Did you also uh, – so so my junior year, I think I carried in my – I think I carried in my senior year a little. But what happened was Charlie got really creative. We were sponsored by Under Armour, but it was, like, the first year or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we went through, like, this other company and, like, did, like, a crazy – like, a traditional kind of Hawaii jersey. It wasn't as cool as the jersey you guys had. But he like just put the Under Armour logo on it. <laughs> it was not made by Under Armour to be like that. But it was but that was like a creative way to put it on. And I guess Under Armour, obviously you can't I'm do learning, it. I'm learning more schools do that. There are there are big schools yeah. around that have different budgets, but they have big names, and they kind of they'll be like a Hanes shirt or something, but like Nike. That's what I'm saying. So like, are I, you, I don't know. I don't know what schools do it, but but are you guys like are you guys trying to get like creative with it? Because Adidas is I mean, so this is our what third year with Adidas. Mm-hmm. So we're still starting up, and we switched to Under Armour. And we have a little less freedom than like kind of ASICs. Our budget's a little different. But there was a new rule that came in place that you're not allowed to have any uh, flags on your jersey. Uh, kind of with the whole Mount Akea stuff going on in Hawaii. Like they didn't want the backlash. They don't want the liability. They don't want the litigation. They don't want yeah. But like there's other stuff you can put on. Yeah, I don't want to go into all that too. I mean, I do because we should have the flag on it. Like we had the flag in the stand. We have the flag... Mm. Like outside the Stan Sheriff Center, we have flags on campus. Right. We're the state of Hawaii. We're the University of Hawaii. Whether right. you, I mean, I'm a native Hawaiian, um, and I, I guess, I'm kind of against the telescope for Mauna Kea too. But we're still a state of Hawaii, and King Kamehameha made the flag. So, mm. I think we should embrace that. And if you have a problem with it, you shouldn't be taking it out on the University of Hawaii men's volleyball team. Like you don't say anything to the men's football team when they're running out with the Hawaiian flag, mm. and you don't say anything to the government. Like go down and change. The, if you really want to make change, make change at Parliament. Don't don't make change with, don't take it on us. Yeah, but that's no, 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 I get you. I get you. It's, it's like a what's the not a mart is marger is like the correct word for that martyr. Martyr. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they just don't want the litigation. Got you. Which is opening a problem. Still be slow. But everyone's asking for it. Like the whole ten thousand people in the arena. Like where's the where's the flag jersey? Mm-hmm. Bring them back. But could but would Adidas allow you guys to do that though? Adidas like, would, but it's a university. But, could, but if, if you guys can make the flag jersey, that means you can make a plumeria jersey or something like that. Yeah, we, we're trying to work more sublimation, and we're trying to, we're definitely going to try and make like a retro mm-hmm. and um, maybe a military jersey next year. Ooh, that's nice. We had a military yeah. jersey. It was sick. It was but cool. just like a top-up print or something would be super cool. Yeah, start out small and yeah. work your way up, and all of a sudden, bam, you guys are back, baby, to five. You should yeah. do one. Like, you should do a series where it's like... Um, something like part of the culture, like a lay jersey or something, and then have like yeah. you could do super sick like lay, mm-hmm. or I'm trying to think, or maybe it's like a certain beach or something. You have like a graphic of a certain beat. So certain, I don't know if you've seen our Aloha shirts um, that we wear. The I coaches saw, wear. I, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's uh, yes. Manuheli, and one of our mm-hmm. players, like Antis, owns the company. So there's like a whole trade agreement. They give us shirts, and we give them tickets. But we're trying to make jerseys from their designs. And we got like all these lists, but it's got to go through the whole process and approval process. So we were trying to get it last year, but it was, you know, it's taking too long. So maybe next year. And they're some really cool designs. And oh, they put a lot of thought into it too. The coach's shirts this year are sick. 
Yeah, the they were. I saw. Much better than the year before, I will say. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. We had fishing shirts one year. Literally fishing. tan fishing shirts. Those are travel shirts. Coach wear. I'm like, what the? What am I? Freaking Bear Grylls. Oh, they're like, nice shirts. <laughs> Dude, they are nice, but they're I'm like. nice shirts. But would you say Hawaii? Like, it's like the, in terms of like traveling, aesthetic, coaching staff, play. No. Are they? No, not the players. But I'm saying like what, like the gear and stuff. Do you think it's the cleanest look or no? What do you mean? Well, traveling in, terms, in Aloha shirts? Well, think about it. Well, no. It, all together. Include jerseys. You include the coaches' shirts. You include travel jerseys. All this stuff. Do you think you guys mm-hmm. like the cleanest? You think? Out think, of everyone? I like it. And we're different. I like how... Uh, Charlie says as well, like everyone in the gym while they're recruiting is just wearing a polo shirt with their club, with their school, uh, mm-hmm. college school on it. And Charlie's like, you can only know what school I'm at from the front. But if I'm wearing a Aloha shirt walking around, like you can tell who I am from the back. And that's pretty cool. Kind of stand out a little more. No, Hawaii coaches always stand out at the events. Yeah. That's totally true. And you got Milan. And the material is nice too. They're not like, not like the shirt. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> got it. What? Just kidding. Just kidding. But. They're the actually material. really comfortable too on the planes and travel shirts. Yeah, so I shout know. out to Lee. I got some good ones before I left too, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, let's get into let's get a little bit into the year here. Obviously, not the ending. You you were part of the team, but obviously we were there in spirit. That that we that we all wanted, I'm sure. Um, well, first the so first things first. We had a discussion with Micah, right? Micah Micah Ma. We talked about he bring up the point about how UCLA gets all this flack because they get all the top recruits, they don't produce, they don't win a national championship. But Hawaii, or sometimes other schools, but mainly Hawaii, brings in other recruits. First off, we should have made that clear, that's on us. That conversation did not happen after the national championship. That conversation happened years prior to that. Sorry, we apologize for that. Um, so I just want to make that clear. But it was just kind of relevant at the time, so we yeah. talked about it. Um, I know you kind of wanted to kind of touch base. I wish we had Micah here to kind of go back and forth. Here. I know, yeah. He's going to comment on me after oh, this. Oh, I hope. And then we're going to go next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next podcast. Call in with a photo. <laughs> we're like, yeah. But what, what, what are your I'll thoughts have a call on that? In. We'll have a call in on that one. What are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I don't know how much, too much I want to say. You know, I'm being a coach now. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I You know what it. I mean? I, I would it. be a little more, have a little more freedom just being a professional 100%, athlete. 100%. Um, and I, it happened. Before our talk between him was way before I became a coach, mm-hmm. um, and but it's been known forever. Like and I don't want to sound like a sore loser or anything. No, no, no. but like UCLA, they're they're notorious. They get the top American recruits. Right. That's that's a fact. You know, and Mike has a good point. Like you put Rado, you put Stein in American volleyball, and it's totally different. Um, that being said, like coaches have to, coaches outside of that, they really have to work differently. Mm-hmm. Some would say harder to really find other recruits. If you're not going to get the American recruits, you're not just, if you're not going to get the top American recruits, you're not just going to get this next best and expect to win championships. You know, we do a lot of good job developing. Like I was unrecruited and I was a three-time starter. You know what I mean? We made it to the NCAAs. Joe unrecruited basically as a setter. And we know how his career went out. Mm-hmm. Colton too. Um, a lot of guys like Cole Hogland, undrafted. Yeah. Uh, I mean, undrafted, unrecruited, <laughs> <laughs> undrafted free agent. Um, but transfer wire. Like we we take a lot of pride in development. I'm sure all the other schools do, but like a lot of unrecruited people have been on starting national NCAA teams, and I think a lot of other schools take pride in that, and they have to. But foreigners in college volleyball is, is normal nowadays. Mm-hmm. You look at back at the players of the year: Jakob, Nikolov, Rado, Scherzin, Tilly. Like you can go back forever. Like Spraw, I mean, everyone's had 
foreigners. UCLA had two Israelis on their team. Kiroga. They yeah, had. they had Kofi, the Canadian, yeah. on their team too. So like, yeah. Mm. Well, good points. And they had a, a, a yeah. So no, I think I think you brought up a good point. It's like because for Mike, it's like okay, ever if if the top recruits keep going to UCLA, keep going to wherever they end up going over the years. Uh, what is like a school like Hawaii supposed to do? To sit there and like, all right, we're just gonna take these kids and and be happy with that and let yeah. UCLA just smash us? Like, yeah, like I think that's a good point. Like, but Micah's whole thing was he doesn't like how UCLA gets all the flack at times for getting the top kids and then like you and then like Gage said, like sometimes like not winning until this past year, and so my whole thing is like, yeah, well. It's true. Like everything that's said, it's true for sure. So you see, like UH responds by going and like finding other places. If they're not getting the top kids, how the hell? What are they supposed to do? To sit mm-hmm. there and like, <laughs> they yeah, have exactly. to go be able to compete. Like, it's a it's competitive sports. At yeah, the end we're of the gonna day. develop. You know, we're gonna yeah. spend all the time in the gym, but you still need kind of that quality talent yeah. in the gym to lead and raise the level of talent in the gym. Yeah, you know, what I mean, we see like Irvine go gets Heno uh, and brings him in the gym. Mm-hmm. Ohio State goes outside the box, gets Scherzer. You know what I mean? And they, they yeah. change leagues. They change the NCAA. So you can't just sit there and just, yeah. like, kind of hope for the best. Like, your career is on the line, and it's very volatile to be mm-hmm. a collegiate coach. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe less volatile than being, like, NBA. Yeah. But, like, you can be on the chopping block real quick. Yeah. I think I think his more thing wasn't that you, that it's happening. It's more that there's, there's more of a pressure on UCLA than Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think the more thing he's saying is that the people writing the rankings right. for like top recruiting classes don't know who the foreigners are right. and they don't know how to rank it correctly with right. like is Nikolov just coming the other year and they still didn't put Long Beach at like the number one recruiting class. It's still UCLA or something. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point. I totally agree with him. Um, but that being said, like one guy is going to change a whole recruiting class. It's right. like the quantity of talent. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Because they also, they don't just get like two or three top recruits. They get like eight or nine. No, I have a whole whiteboard. Like, all right, here's the top guys who are going. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can see whoever, where everyone's going. Really? So, like, do you guys find yourself Hawaii getting more top recruits than normal, though? Um, God, we never really get the blue chippers from America, to be honest. But I think it's starting to change. I think it's starting to change. Like, Charlie has a good point. Like, their whole life time we've been in the finals we've been in the ncaa tournament since 2017 but even since 2019 we've been yeah. in the finals so i think i'm not trying to toot my own bell but i was luckily to your own horn to my own thing ring <laughs> ring my own bell um, <laughs> uh ring my own horn but uh i think i was actually because i was lucky i was playing on his team so i was like i was luckily highly recruited i think because i was thinking about it, i was like dude i looked around the gym i was like i think i'm the only like and obviously, we were all at the same level, just like you said. Some people just don't get recruited or whatnot. Yeah. But I think, like, I just remember, I was like, I think I'm the only one that here that's, like, like highly recruited, but you know, we're winning all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, wow, it's impressive. And then you see, like you said, the development. I think it's a, it's a testament to the development you guys have, for sure. Um, but one thing, also, I wanted to ask, do you think you have an eye for that kind of diamond in the rough because you were one as well? Like, when you're going around, Jim, you're like, Okay, like I said, you can get the guys bouncing off the faces and stuff, okay. <laughs> but do you like, okay, this is a good player. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can, you can kind of have an eye for certain players such as yourself. I'd like to think so. 
Right. That being said, right. I think every coach says <laughs> that. Um, I got the eye. Like just the best you know, eye. Every <laughs> guy I find on. every needle in the haystack. <laughs> but I do like to look for like that goes for recruiting. Like going back on that, like like we can we can. I like the blue collar kids. Mm-hmm. I think that changed our program. I think that changed UH. Um, blue collar, and we can get we can talk about the blue chippers all the time. The top level talents and those kids. They maybe started early. You know, or some kids like they matured early or they're held back and like they should dominate. Mm-hmm. But I like the blue collar ones, the ones with a little fire. And you can see that when you're walking mm-hmm. around the gym, like, okay, not like talking all the smack talk or whatever, but really got that fire driven. Shoulder, yeah. They're kind of internally motivated. And that's kind of what I look for. And if you're a blue chipper who's internally motivated, that's like double blue chip. Yeah. That's in my opinion. Um, but I think that's the blue collar that really changed us. It's like me, I just, I want to put the work in. Joe, you put the work in. Gage, you put the work in. We had Colton. I mean, Stein and Rattle, they were always in the gym working extra. Mm-hmm. Hendrick. And we like, I think that's what changed our program. Uh, I remember talking to some other college coach when we were at like Pan Ams or something. Uh, and I think that was the main difference he was talking about. I think sometimes schools look at quality. They look at balancing mm-hmm. kids or hitting people in the face and like just too much stats. And I, you got to look for that just blue call blue collar and just a little more internally motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? Charlie, Charlie's also one of few UCLA does this too. Um, but to my knowledge, I, I don't know a whole lot of other schools who were doing this, at least when I was being recruited, we actually go and like visit the kids houses. Yeah. Uh, like he came to, he came to my house, uh, when he was recruiting Sprod uh, and Keller came up too at UCLA. It was easy trip for them. But besides that, I, ha- I didn't hear about any other people that were, Really, and I again, I, I don't know like the logic, but I know like Charlie actually goes to the house and like talks. I'm sure there's other coaches who who had done that, but I think that's a important thing too. And actually getting to know the athletes, because people always talk to me too about, um, like if I was if I was a college coach and and stuff, like I always tell people I would do two things. One, really like, and it's made it's it's harder said than uh it's harder. It's easier said than done. Like I really getting to know the athletes, like you said, and like figure out what their work ethic is, because that's because yep. as soon as you kid to bring into the uh, bring a kid into the gym, like the culture is the biggest thing. Like, mm-hmm. and if he's supposed to be the best player, and like you said, you, you, when you have culture issues, that's I it would frustrate me immensely as a coach, as I'm sure it does everybody. But two, I would also like what Long Beach did. They brought in TJ, Josh, Kyle, like guys who played together. You have that yep. connection. Like being able to do that, I don't think enough schools do that sometimes where you like, you have like a setter hitter that's a really, and then they end up going separate ways. I'm like, why don't yeah. you just, they played together the whole life, like bring them both in together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think schools want to do that and they would love to do that. Um, and I think they want to do more home visits. I know it's more schools than that do home visits. Um, at the end of the day, like a lot of uh, collegiate football teams, collegiate basketball teams, they'll do more home visits. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And a lot of it still comes down to budget. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, sure. why isn't this coach visiting my house? Like, we don't have the budget. <laughs> or why isn't the coach uh, recruiting my whole club team? We only have four and a half scholarships. Like, it's just that kind of thing. And, and then it becomes money. It becomes like parents mm-hmm. involved. And uh, we'd love to get the set at the top outside, uh, right side and setter in the same yeah. class or middle blocker. Um, For sure. But we've only got like one scholarship that year. And like, Maybe we can only give it to one of them or like they won't accept 30% for all three of them kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's the part of only if the money is like available to, yeah. and NIL yeah. is changing that, that sport, uh, 
radically so. You, you know what's crazy to me? I've talked about this in the past. Just how many, how many coaches just don't have an eye for that? Like you said, and I'll explain a little more here. But like you said, Joe, it's hard to get a hold of what the kids really like, right? Just watching them play. You know, you get so much exposure. Obviously, they're going to show their best self as much as possible to you, right? Yeah. Right? It's not like they're just going to go and just start, I don't know, ripping a bong and just talking it a whole lot. Or, you know, I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm, doing it, like, I'm just going to, like, do it, you yep. know, stuff like that. But for me, it's like, in my cl- – and obviously, if I'm playing, maybe I have a bit better idea. But, like, for coaches, like Joe said, it's all about the uh, – I'm not thinking about words today. What is it? Um, the culture of your program. And it's fascinating to me how the coaches don't see – it's very obvious who's going to work hard. I think for a lot of, like, players, I'm like, no wonder your, your program is suffering all the time. That kid's here just to rage the entire school. Mm-hmm. This kid's not, and they recruit the same kids. And, like, like I'm talking yep. about big programs. Yep. I'm talking about big programs. I'm not going to name any names. We here. know, yeah. We oh, know. again and again and again. I'm like, why do you think you guys suck? It's because you recruit <laughs> this rager who just – and this same kid every single time. And guess what? Those kids, guess what? When they get put in third and fourth string, and when they've been first and second string, that doesn't mean, oh, let me put my nose, or let me just grind even harder. That means let me rage even harder. Maybe just quit the team, join the frat. (laughs) I'm like, 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 and you recruit the same kid. I'm like, what do you, like, how do you not see that? How do you not see that? It's so obvious to recruit the same cookie cutter, and you have the terrible results every year. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. No, I know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it, that's the part with the culture too that makes it so important and it's hard to see and i think the official visits is really important to bring the kids out i mean they're going to say whatever you know whatever kind of you want to hear yeah i mean there there you sometimes you can feel the red flags you can see the mm-hmm. red flags come up like there's questions you're going to ask and see if they answer with the red flag or not or if it's a good mm-hmm. answer and then you're going to give them to the team you know you're going to give them to the team for a day maybe they take them to the beach or hang out yeah and like you're going to get their feedback too because they'll probably the guard will be down and like, they're like, all right, do you think this guy will fit in the culture? And that's like what some recruits don't know mm-hmm. is that's kind of a big point. And then, you know, they'll fly home and be like, oh, like, sorry, we don't, we don't have the money anymore. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, there yeah. was two kids like, when I was know. at UH. It was hard no to Charlie. They, I remember they showed up in Charlie. Their names hard no. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember their names. I remember they came on trips. There's and the always, whole team was like, year. no. Yeah, yeah. So like like how much like because you're wanting to build that culture and stuff yeah, yeah. and even if they're blue chip even if they're super talented, are they gonna be that guy who like doesn't show up to like open gym and like all right we can't make it mandatory but like those are very important like yeah you know, those some of the schools they're not taking advantage of the fall and that's why they're starting off slow and that's yeah. why they're a little behind and if they're and if the top guy's not in there then the bottom guys won't be in there. The middle guys won't be in there. For sure. The bottom won't be in there. And then that's not a good culture. You it, know what I mean? So. And then it's like, then it's like if you recruit, if you, like I said, the cookie cutter guy, like you have a bad culture and they're like, and they're like, and this, they're just doing like not great stuff on the visit or whatever. They just like I said, should be red flags, but they're also a red flag. And they're like, <laughs> these guys sick. <laughs> like, maybe you listen to what, I, if he's sick, don't recruit him. If that's he's why, not sick, <laughs> recruit him. It's very it's, important who you make the host. Yeah, it's very important. Not all the kids will be the hosts, yeah. and some kids will be like, "Great, I won't be a host." But like, it's a kind of a privilege to be a host. I never got to host one kid. Not even my I brother. Not one single host the entire Interesting. time. Interesting. Maybe that's a message from Charlie. He never, they never <laughs> gave me one recruit. Don't, don't bother Joe. He's focused on volleyball. I, uh, I got one host. I got one. Oh my god, I can't even tell the story because the because of my roommate used some profane language. Oh my god. All right, I, I can tell. I can tell a little bit. I can tell a little bit. So I had this guy. I think it was. It was actually. Who's who's at? Who's at UH right now? It was 
Austin Buchanan. Okay. So Austin Buchanan. Just don't so get anybody like, in trouble here. No, yeah. No, no, this is not, no, this is not on Austin. This okay. is my roommate who I'm not going to name the name. Austin's a great kid. Austin's a great kid. Yeah. Great, great teammate. <laughs> he was a friend of mine at UH. Yeah. Um, great kid. So his mom and him are on a visit there. I think it's an unofficial visit, but like Gage is my freshman year. He's it's two years until he was a junior at the time. So it's two years until he would have came to Hawaii. He hadn't. I think he either committed or hadn't committed. But is but it was during kind of like Decemberish. So there's only only people in my whole dorm, uh, like this building. It was in Johnson Hall. It was me and my roommate. My roommate at the time, huge gamer. He was on. He was also on the football team. Huge gamer. And he would just rage, though. He was a huge rager at the video game. <laughs> and obviously, our bar beds are like two or three point feet, two, like four feet apart, so it's really close. So I would go, and I'd be like, you know what? And they're like, Gage, you need to go host and show this kid your dorm room to kind of so they can see. <laughs> All right. I wake up, clean my room, did everything. I go to, I go to my roommate. I'm like, brother, I know you're be playing video games when we get back here. I love you like a brother. Like, but you need to stay calm when i get in here <laughs> yeah i got you i got you i, got you. <laughs> I go i go to campus center i meet austin and his mom I'm like hey what's up what's up grab him. i was like we're gonna go to the dorm room here <laughs> take him in the dorm also at this time <laughs> there was a huge leakage of gases in front of the bathroom so it all smelled like Ass, literal ass. <laughs> Why didn't you tell the coaches this? Literal, Why would you not dude, tell the coaches? Literal we going ass. to another building. There's four freshmen. Towers. Dude, no, it was December. That was the only one there. There was like no oh, one. So that's the problem. They were stuck with me. And I was like, and I remember it was like smelled like ass. I was like, <laughs> I, was like, I, was like I was like, sorry about the smell. <laughs> I just used the bathroom. <laughs> so then I'm like, I remember I was walking, about to walk in the room, and I was like, Kate, please, please don't be raging. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm opening the door. Austin, the mom, right behind me. I open the door. I open it. Literally at that same moment, my roommate dies in the video game at the same moment. He's like, and he starts raging. He's like, mother effer you. And he gets up. He starts yelling at the TV. This mother effer. I'm going to effer. Like, in other words, I can't repeat on this podcast. And he starts raging. Austin's mom right behind me is like, and I have to run it. I have to grab him. Like, my bad. Bleep that out. Bleep out my roommate. Girl, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. I'm like, give me my And I have to calm down my roommate. He's raging at the TV. Like, this is effing bullet. And he's like, literally, for like 15, 20 seconds, like, oh my God, bro. He's raging. And then I calm him down. And I'm like, and I'm like, I just, hey, so this is the roommate. <laughs> Like Will Ferrell, like, hey, and then I'll give him the tour, and I'm trying not to die laughing at the same time. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm like covering the mouth and stuff, the old tricks like that. I'm like, yeah, let's let's leave the room, and then we have to go out to the sticky hall, and I sticky hall. I'd show the bathroom and stuff. You showed him the bathroom. <laughs> like, like, what do the showers look like? I was like, well, just follow the stench and. <laughs> So we go and we get it all, and then uh, and then I walk him out. I was like, sorry about all that. <laughs> yeah, how do you, it's really great. How do you here. cover that up? <laughs> yeah. He's a really and, great guy. <laughs> he's got a little temper. On <laughs> so then he goes, and then I then he leaves, and uh, he ends up committing. So hey, it works. And it then works. I go to, and I'm like, oh my bad. 
bleep that name out again. <laughs> and I go to him, uh, go to my roommate, and I'm like, I was like dying. I was like, I was like, do you realize what you just? Did? I was like, I was dying laughing. I remember, I was like, oh, it was, it was like perfect timing too. So, I actually got, and then that was kind of my host. And then after that, I didn't get anyone. I didn't host <laughs> like, I wonder why Charlie didn't give me any more hosts, <laughs> dude. Yeah, no, it, it was, it's a, uh, it's a good time. No. Hosting is important though. Hosting is important, like you said though. Aside from like the funniness of it, sometimes, but like you said, you get a kind of a vibe. Like you get, yeah, you, you come, get really fun. I mean, you get fun too. Yeah, yeah, it's fun because also you get they you get your meals paid for too. <laughs> so like for me, it's I, huge. Yeah. Oh, well, for me, I'm like I'm. I, I always try to host. I'm like, come on, give me a house, give me a house. And, I, and then you get reimbursed with everything. Yeah. You know, go to like Ruth's Chris Roy Steakhouse. You know. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> but I was like, eh, we'll get this, we'll get this. $200 bill. Yeah. Hey, Chuck, is from dinner last yeah. night. I a $200 bill, I think, pretty, or it was like 120 he Sometimes like, he won't let that fly anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Where do you take Where do you take recruits mostly? Uh, depends. Depends. Yeah. Depends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Depends on the stars. <laughs> Five star, four star. <laughs> but hey, what are the what are the red flags? Like what are, what are, you don't have to name names, but are some like red flags? You're like, ooh yeah. Or like college coaches <laughs> in let's general. Just stop that right here. The number one thing is that like we need to know is distance an issue. You know, like are you okay with living like that far from your family and that far? Because if it's a no on day one, it's gonna be a no on you know. Kids like I actually time. would prefer to live further. <laughs> yeah, I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this guy. You're like all right, all right. Sometimes, you know, so that's like a red flag. Yeah, you guys gotta start recruiting like emo kids, you know, like, I hate my dad. It's not a phase, you know. There you go. Boom. There you go. Yeah. No, there's other red flags too. Um, But that's the the big one too. And if, you know, some kids just want a free trip to Hawaii, that's like, you know, Uh, you kind of feel that, you know, and then it's like, all right. Yeah, that's true. You know, so you gotta make sure that's a big one. Yeah. What's another one? There's There's a few, you know. Yeah, work ethic, mm-hmm. especially with the transfer portal, is a little interesting now. It's a different oh, yeah. world. Oh yeah. Um, you know, if they're just kind of like, why are they transferring? Is a huge one. You know, is just there's good reasons to transfer, and then there's bad reasons. Mm-hmm. I think if you're just traveling, if you're just transferring to, I don't know, if you're kind of blaming like the whole situation, blaming just kind of being the victim, like that's not very good reason. Because um, I think you mature a lot during college. And like, you're going to go through hard times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially even going overseas. Like there's going to be hard times and like, it's going to make you a stronger person and more mature and out through it. And I think you got to go through that. Like you, you can't just go unless you just want to play. If you just want to play volleyball, it's fine. But like, if you want to go to a top program, like you're going to have to battle for your spot. It's not mm-hmm. just going to be handed to you. So I think that's a little bit of a red flag too. Mm-hmm. You know, will this kid work for it? Like you said before. Yeah. How was the transfer? The transfer portals. Yeah, I was about to say. I yeah, it's it just definitely creates like a toxic type of, uh, app, especially in basketball and football, obviously. But yeah. it's like as soon as you don't like play it all, oh, I'm just in the portal. I'm like, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic right now because I think basketball and football, it's crazy. Like the, everyone's answering it, and the nil money is just like ridiculous. Men's volleyball is a little different. Women's volleyball is insane too. I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, but men's volleyball, like not a lot of like the top guys are traveling are transferring. Um, it's not like full of just like, yeah. yeah, people are moving quickly like the other sports. Um, so that's, that part's a little different. I think it has to do with the money too, though. It's like, yeah, programs don't just like, they max out a lot of times their scholarship. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, a guy wants to transfer and we don't have money for you. Like, it's not like yeah. they can just throw you a full ride up right away. Yeah. So it's not as crazy, but it's definitely a new world for sure. 
sure. I think it's, do you think that, I don't know. You think that, how much do you think, like percentage wise, if you were to just guess? I mean, like I said, it's first year, so maybe you don't have a feel for it. Is the transfer wire, like you said, people playing transfer victim, portal? Transfer portal, my bad. <laughs> playing victim in terms of not wanting to work. Do you think that's created a more environment where it's like, you know what, I'm not, so I'm, I'm bouncing? I don't or, know. I don't know. That's tough. That's tough to say. Yeah. I haven't talked to all of them. That's why. You know what I mean? That's a good point. But I think it's really important. I think it's really good for the athletes because before when we were playing, we're, you're kind of trapped. Mm-hmm. And like you you knew people like financially maybe and you kind of had to like kind of talk to other coaches, but you couldn't really officially do that unless you got the uh, release letter from your coach, but you didn't want anything set up first before you talked to your coach. So you're really stuck. Yeah. So the transfer portal, is, I think, is really good. It gives freedom to the players. Um, but then they created this transfer window after it because people were just transferring like before seasons or mm-hmm. after seasons. Ah. Coaches were just getting screwed. Yeah. You know, so they had this whole window and ours is every sport's different and ours kind of opened up, but then it's kind of, it kind of opened up after regular season and it's ending soon, I think on the seventh. And then, uh, but like our emissions are super behind if we actually do get someone. Yeah. So like all those deadlines, they haven't, they haven't really thought everything through and, worked out the kinks to kind of just yeah there's a portal oh yeah here's a window you know what i mean and just kind of playing catch up a little yeah. bit so that part's a little difficult you know 100 yeah for me hey, it's all on the portal like you said they should just include right on the right why are you transferring so you just right away you don't even have to get <laughs> into it it's yeah like, if there's a selection i think we have a good i mean Charlie brought up this, like, why isn't there, like, height, approach jump, block yeah. jump? Like, why can't I just filter, like, by size yep. and by position Recruiting and profile. by, yeah. But I think it'd be, it's very, like, broad for all sports. Wingspan. It's not, like, a football-specific yeah. profile. Can anybody access the portal list? Um, You got to th- go through your compliance. Uh, compliance. Yeah. My biggest, ad- I got kicked mm-hmm. out of the Do you get, like, do, <laughs> does men's all, do you guys get, like, immediately alarmed when, a men's all players in the portal is that yours how if you if you have somebody. one of your athletes yeah but but so, no you got to go check it but where is it do you guys fast. check that like every day almost um maybe every day is excessive well like the transfer window like first day of the transfer window open like you yeah check it like all right who's all the new kids in it and like but you still get the emails yeah because they once they're out. in it then they can talk to you you're not allowed to talk to them unless they're in it so yeah it would, so how do you guys work in because I talked to Jakob first of all it's crazy that international kids can't do NIL like literally the biggest player in the sport yeah Jakob Tella can't do any NIL deals in Hawaii in the biggest market mm-hmm. in, in, in men's volleyball how do you guys like do you guys recruit with NIL like doing NIL stuff and how do you guys help your athletes then or at Hawaii uh, get NIL deals so it's a little strange um, we're not supposed to know anything about the NIL contracts we're not supposed to be in the meetings with them we're not supposed mm-hmm. to know any of the contracts the numbers anything on the other side of that we're taking all these courses to protect our athletes from these scams from all this stuff and like they got to be they, they should have an agent they should be like check the fine print there's all these non-compete clauses especially but that's the backwards part like how are we supposed to protect them if we have no if we're not supposed to know anything about it yeah. um, that being said like there are football schools that are like openly talking <laughs> yeah. about on media that they use it as a recruiting tool which legally you're not supposed to do but the NCAA is so you guys don't use it at all no, like for recruiting? No. But it's, to, I mean, I would say, like you said, you try, you have to stay out of it. But in terms of like knowledge base or like kind of what you maybe heard around like the old block and stuff, is are people getting like good deals at Hawaii? Like you think more than maybe somewhere they'd get somewhere else? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know everything what yeah. other schools are doing, but I know uh, our community is obviously probably the best for men's volleyball. Yeah. We're kind of an outlier for men's yeah. volleyball, even in professional sports. I think we, we're averaging ten, like 6,000 a game. It's crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? We've sold out for 10,000, and people don't understand that. But, uh, like, there's a there's a level of support in Hawaii for men's volleyball yeah. that's nowhere else. And I think, I think we're doing very well. I think a lot of guys are on um, – have some nice deals, you know. I mean, and you see on their Instagram and like they post about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's common knowledge. Is that part of your, is that part of your job too? You got to keep track of people's Instagram, see what they're up to. The yeah. I got to follow them. Yeah. Is Charlie tell they, you to, to do that? Um, Josh kind of told me to do that. I don't know. Like just speaking with Josh. And but he doesn't follow any players. Yeah. You just have to like, I follow the players. Okay. And he did. Did he? Yeah. And secretly following. Oh, really? Yeah, Maybe he's a it, private it, account. Cause he always told me I don't follow players. I thought if, or you don't let them follow you. Maybe uh, is that what it is? Uh, it's something but like that. It's definitely know. not his name, though. We would just, someone, uh, if he's following all the players, someone would have known by now. No, I think he did. He followed but all the players. If, if they don't I want to make sure, you know. Maybe he's that Barbie doll 321. <laughs> <laughs> the one who's always. Slide dog, Chuck, you'd say. But if they don't follow you back, is that a red flag? Yeah, they got to follow you back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. One, you got to get the follow. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Do you do it? No, you just got to, you know, it's, you know, your job is on the line. Like I said, it's volatile. Like, you got to make sure like there's no ragers like posting with like a red solo yeah. cup and being an idiot. That's true. You know, true. and like that's so dumb when guys do that. So dumb. And you see it all the time. I'm like, even pros. I'm like, don't dude, like even pros we had guys like, on our hey, team this year. And I'd be like, what are you like, doing? Like, yeah, you can smart. do whatever you, I don't care what you do, but you know, you got to be smart. You know, even if you're working for a business and stuff, if you're working for a corporation and like in the future, like you can't just be kind of, you know, you can't pull an idiot move like that. You know what I mean? Especially if you have Amateur. sponsors looking after you and like, yeah. all right, I'm going to get called into the office because this guy yeah. posted that, that picture. So definitely college you kids have it. to be, you gotta, you know, yeah, college kids have to be careful because like pros, like guys are sponsored by Kona Brewing, you know, it's like once you're 21 and stuff, it's, it's way different. Yeah. But it's just more so about the image and like if you're all the time posting videos, you partying every it's once in a while you post look. like a beer sponsor. It's like, okay, like you're 25. Winning years old. solves everything too. Like yeah. if you're losing and you're just like post one pick, like everyone, the whole president yeah. will come after you right at the club. So that's what I mean. The big one is also the bear ass pick. I've seen that a lot. I don't know. Have you guys seen that? Oh, you each all the time. People are posting. You were like on that. the team. Like, even kids, high school kids are posting stuff like that. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. And like as a college coach, like you're gonna check their, yeah, yeah, you're gonna check their recruit, you know, their Instagram, their Facebooks. So you're gonna do some background checks. Oh, 100. percent You have to. I'm like, dude, yeah. some of these people. I'm like, what are you? Like you said. Yeah. So when kid, when kid, you're recruiting kids, you go through all their social media. Like if we're serious, we're getting down yeah, yeah, to yeah. the talks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, you, you got to do your diligence. You got to be for sure. Yeah. You, what are other things yeah. you do that maybe people don't realize? Mm, I don't know. Like what? I don't know. Like yeah. when you're, when you're, when <laughs> you're looking house, into a kid, car. it's like, okay, when you're getting really serious about, you know, we're talking about money, we're talking about you yeah. know, signing this kid. What is like, what are like the checklist for you, for you age? I mean, if we're checking volleyball, all right, check. Like, all right, good. And then Gotta be good at volleyball. Yeah. I mean, well, that's not always the first one, but definitely yeah. like good character and you can't see character on like a highlight video. Mm-hmm. You gotta like, um, character, good attitude, good work ethic. I like the John, was it John Wooden? No, was it uh, the old Celtics coach? What's his name? Auerbach. You know, like they used to call principals. You know, and like, how's this kid doing in school? Like, how is he in class? Like, does he respect the teachers? Like, I'm not there yet, but I think that's really interesting. And just seeing how, especially during the club, like, all right, we're looking at this guy, we're watching him. Like, how does he, 
Mm-hmm. We all the club coach, all the college coaches we're talking about all the time. Like we want to see them make mistakes. Yeah. We don't want to see them just like have an easy tournament, be MVP. Like we want to see them make mistakes. Yeah. We want to see them how they bounce back from errors. We want to see like their teammate make an error and have them help them. We yeah. don't want to see them make an error and be like, oh, like, not again. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we hate seeing that, and that's a red, that can be a red flag too. It could be one time. Yeah. It could be a heat of the moment. But if it happens more, then it's like that's not good, you know. And you want to be mindful of that because mm-hmm. that's a character flaw. And Dude, that's not always yeah. going to change. You know what also is really good? I think is actually way more telling than maybe people realize. And I think it was UCLA or UH who called my high school coach. Because high yeah. school volleyball, that's mm. like actually where you could probably see the most amount of character. Because mm. you're not, say a kid's on a top club team, it's like they're winning and stuff. But you go to a high school program, maybe like, like how does he act around kids who aren't on their level, a coach that maybe yeah. doesn't know a lot. But you like want someone, to, like, a good opinion. Like, yeah, club coaches. True. Well, I'm just saying from, like, a personal aspect. Like, what is their sure. opinion on the player? Like, for sure, yeah. yeah. Not, nothing to do with volleyball. But I actually think somebody called my high school coach. I'm like, that's actually, that's actually good because you probably yeah. get a good perspective of how they are as people in that situation. Yeah, more information is definitely the better. You know, and, like, club coaches, they're, they're good people. Yeah. You know, they're, but sometimes they're too good and they want to help their kids yeah. too much. So, like, it's not always the truth. Yeah. The high school, yeah, for example, like in high school, kids showing up high to practice because, like, he doesn't care at all. It's like, that's good information to know. <laughs> yeah, definitely good information to know. Yeah. Maybe just more relaxed that way, you know? <laughs> Maybe he's like, yeah, I'm get popped for uh, like, I'm a really drug good player drug only test. when I'm high. You ever, you ever get, I, there, there'll be people that are like, I'm only good. I play better when I'm higher. I'm drunk. I'm like, there are not good for the, <laughs> yeah. Just don't think it's going to fly. Those like. are adults and <laughs> yeah. not college students, but. There's people You'd be surprised. Play. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Obviously, those guys are at top levels. Right and that's now. the people that you can't, you're like speaking a foreign language to. Like, they yeah. don't understand. No matter, no matter how much you talk to them, like, they don't understand. The issue is when you see the, in the club world, when you, yeah, when they're like, buddy, when they're buddy, buddy with them, and maybe they're doing stuff, extracurricular activities with the kids. And then it's like, like you said, yeah. you see that happen. Who's like, buddy, buddy? I'm just saying club coaches who Oh, are club like, coaches who are buddy, yeah. buddy? Oh, yeah. yeah. That happens in the club world. That. You still got to keep that player coach relationship. In the club world, you hear about people stepping over the boundary at times, too. A lot. Yeah. So it's difficult, like you said, for college coaches to talk to player, people like that. And it, uh, this is my last question or two before we let you go here, Coops. But how do you guys... We could talk all day, man. Oh, I know, I know. 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, should we call, should we you, call Micah? Call Micah and ask He him. just texted. Uh, really quick, how do, you, how do you guys recruit international players? Like, what is the process? Mm. For internationals, yeah. I, th- I think it's very similar. Like uh, emails, like they'll email out. Sometimes they'll have a recruiting service or like something that helps them, like similar to America. Mm-hmm. Um, and still networking. Like college coaches network a lot with the clubs, with the local clubs, with their connections from the clubs they worked at before. And I think it's the same over overseas. You know, I'm still, yeah, in touch with, I'm still in touch with people I've right. played with or worked for and overseas. So. And Milan, I imagine there's like a big role in that. Yeah, and he's he has so many connections for coaching Serbia and youth national teams and stuff, and he knows all the clubs and yeah. And how do you get like do, you, is it? I know Charlie would go over there sometimes. Milan would go over there. Like, how does that work? Like, who goes over? Like, how do, do you know how they decide? No, I'm still filling that out. But uh, like it's the same thing. Home visits very important. You know, you want to go see how the family is. You're you're committing to something very big and usually a lot of money for a foreigner because it's usually out of state out of state tuition so like i think home visits especially in that aspect is very important 
Gotcha. Yeah. Does Charlie still visit like most recruits to their homes, even in the U.S.? Yeah, mostly the big the big ones. Yeah. Just usually like when maybe you're on a, like a trip, like a road trip or something, he'll just bounce out like during the day, or will he go like in the off season more so? Um, it depends. Sometimes like it depends on the timeline. So sometimes yeah. he'll just he'll go, and then sometimes we'll go to a tournament early or something. And so like in terms of like percentage wise and whatnot, do you spend more time recruiting overseas now? Or in in country, or even? No, definitely in country. Yeah, okay. there's definitely more people in the country. I think like that's the weird f- line you want to find. Like, what is it about foreigners that want to go to college and get an education rather than just like playing pro? Like, what is the turning point? And, right. You know, and a lot of it is kind of their families that mm-hmm. maybe push the education, or they're okay. pushing the education, or yeah. So, but there is different turning points for different people. They'll probably just want to come to America. You go over to the Europe and like, I want to go to America. Like especially the young, the young players yeah. like teammates. You have to be like, oh, I want to go play in America. Like a lot of them want to. It's just more maybe they connection wise, maybe they don't get recruited, but also it's like maybe they already got paid from pro or a lot of different yeah. reasons. Yeah, and they I don't think. know the rules. Yeah. So like they could have broke it already and they're ineligible. Dude, but so th- that's tough. You know what I mean? But we play with so many that just yeah. go straight in like a three, a two, a one. They just want they move up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't. There's not someone there like pushing education. I'm sure. I mean, why would I mean if you're like a big time guy, like why you're gonna go make like exactly to 100k, maybe a lot more than that, yeah. rather than I'm gonna have to pay for college or get an education. It's like, yeah. Mm. And then I didn't realize <clears throat> when I was in Europe, most guys like I mean I won't say most, but like a lot of guys, the like, college isn't a thing over there. University, it is a thing. Mm-hmm. It is, but a it's thing. not like a everyone goes to university thing. I, I turn around, it's, like, it's oh, just all these guys just graduate from high school. I just feel like or, it's just hard to... though because it's not connected to a university. So like you're either playing club and then you're like or you're playing pro and you're not right. You have some guys who are doing mm-hmm. university, but they can only take like a couple classes. And yeah. At the time, it's very difficult over there. But you're gonna see in like NBA or collegiate. Basketball and football, or mainly basketball, like you could get top guys from Europe with NIL money now. And like, like if you match the pro salaries, yeah, like they can start bringing people. Yeah, but Europe doesn't have as many as much. I mean, they are they do now. Like they if, do now. It, hey, Doncic, I wasn't thinking about a education before, but you think about it now, we'll match your Real Madrid salary. The issue with the, that is it's like true. how much the coaches want to win. It's capitalism. <laughs> yeah. like it's, true, 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 true. The issue with basketball is the one and done culture. It's like you you have that one and done culture where it's like even if you bring like they're still not really focused on education yeah maybe you bring them into college I but, agree I agree yeah but if they're looking but like but I think it's a good but point and NIL might keep them there longer now yeah if they can pay if, like you said if they can pay the contract yeah. enough quarterbacks making a million dollars already in college Bryce Young Bronny James Bryce Young was making Alabama making a million dollars and before yeah. he even started and then it was, and then Bron James I mean Bron James the Tennessee kid the volleyball player seven million dollars. Yeah. Seven million dollars. Like you're competing with NFL contracts at that point. Yeah, you know, it's so crazy. But I think, well, you say, but also at the same time, I think it's also priorities, Joe. Like, I, I'm be honest, I didn't go to Hawaii because of academics. Obviously, it was a thing. I think, I think for me, I think I don't want to just put the word out there. Don't worry about academics. My thing yeah. is, if, just don't. If you're obviously, if you're going there to a national championship a lot of time, or you go in here, you're like, okay, you're a decent student. For me, it was like, just don't make it a problem. You know, don't make it so you don't. You still go to class, still do everything, still achieve to be the best. But for me, yeah. it was more about. Uh, I'm, I it was very clear I was here to play volleyball, 100%. and I, and I saw school as a means to allow me to play. And like I said, that shouldn't. I'm not saying I, I'm endorsing that in any way. But I think obviously everyone has their priorities different a little bit. But obviously, if you're Hawaii, you should. Obviously, you guys, it, you, 
education is a big thing mm-hmm. and just don't make it a problem because it's also a culture thing you know yeah for example you don't want to be think causing any problems in which way and i think that's how you gotta look at it if you're if you're not gonna take there's always guys who can take school super there's always gonna be like the super top student right maybe yeah. not super top student and maybe you're medium around there but just do not make school an issue yeah i want to say something on that too because mm-hmm. i think it's super important with the culture um god there's a couple things i want to say but uh like we promote for sure like okay there's top schools top academic schools but we really want to promote that culture of we want you to be the best version of yourself and like even as a student athlete i try to embrace that i was a civil engineering major um cool. and it's always good to have a plan b it's tough in men's volleyball but like hey like how, like we want you driven we want you good because as soon as the grades start going down like and we want you clean shaven we want you just the best version of yourself we want you in the weight room more on extra on your own. We want you to get in the, uh, the gym more on your own. We want to be the best volleyball player you can be, the best in the weight room, best academically, uh, best person you can be. And that's definitely our culture that we want to do. And everyone can say that, but I think we do a good job and yeah. trying to promote it. And we want to stay on top of your grades because, I mean, Charlie's right. As soon as like your facial hair starts going, maybe you're not. We're on TV every week, mm-hmm. you know, and it's something different that no other program has to deal with. Like we are on news and it's on YouTube and. People all over the world have seen this. So we want you like just professional and then definitely like we're keeping, we're staying on top of your grades no matter what major you have, but we definitely want you to push yourself and be the best version you can be. And I know there's very, very rare exceptions to this, but what are those? I mean, I mean, I think I can name them, but obviously you're a coach now, so you know better than (laughs) I do the rules. But what are the team rules in terms of facial hair and other like, like maybe, maybe, I don't know know if it's 10 rules, but there's a certain amount of rules. There's some exceptions now. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, winning helps, but uh, yeah, like we just want you clean cut, basically, like clean cut. not clean, just professional, mm-hmm. okay. So I mean, obviously we got some guys on the team, um, like they can keep their beard clean cut. Like we want you professional because we're on TV so much. That as soon as you start looking scrappy and a little getting a little loose, one, it's you're telling us like something else is kind of taking a hit too, whether it's your grades, um, or maybe you're not hitting the weight room as much. Like something else is going on and then we'll have to talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just professional, just because no other school in men's volleyball has to deal with the amount of media attention, no matter how many interviews we have to do a week, all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's so different from any other school and people don't realize it until they play us really. Yeah. Right. And then their whole gym's filled with Hawaii fans. Hawaii fans. <laughs> we'll have double the amount of fans in every gym. Yeah. We're selling out in some other gyms on a way trip. Yeah. So, and we're doing media interviews. Our local news is flying up to George Mason, interviewing all of us. So we got to make sure we're presentable. That's the whole thing. And is there still the no hoodies rule? <laughs> um, I mean, because I saw, I saw, but, I, but it's also hard when you're changing companies. You know, it is, when yeah. you're changing companies, it's like you don't, you like, you don't know what you're getting every year. And sometimes there's like a mixing the conveyor belt. Or well, you want like you want hoodies? I all, shout out to the peach hoodie right here. Shout out to the peach hoodie. Shout out to, if you want to get your merch, <laughs> either the soft cream long sleeve or yourself the peach hoodie that Joe's wearing so much. Hit the link in the bio. Support the boys. But our because I saw like some guys wear hoodies, but at the same time, I understand like maybe you didn't get all your gear. Maybe it's some something yeah. mixed up or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um. Yeah, I don't know what the hoodies rule is really, but like Big West handed out hoodies to like all teams, mm-hmm. and then NCAA. Or Adidas gave us all hoodies, so like, as a sponsor, so. How many shoes? Charlie wasn't a fan. I know Charlie hates the hoodies. Yeah, because he doesn't like them. He doesn't think it looks sharp. 
He just mm. thinks it looks kind of like he likes baggy. the bomber jackets. Yeah, I know. And everyone's so like comfortable, comfortable. Yeah. I want to be comfortable on the plane. I'm like, back when I was playing, I didn't get any of this gear. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't wear anything. I had to buy my own travel shoes, my own no uh, way. slacks. I had to buy my own stuff. Man, these kids are, you know, let's let's not get out of hand. Like, let's not be, you know, it's a free year. Yeah, it's true. Let's I'll, be honest. Definitely when we switched over to Under Armour. Yeah. When, when we made that switch, that's when I, I was there too. It's like, yeah, everything was provided at that point. It's like, it was different. Like immediately, as soon as like a bigger company like that comes in, in Hawaii, like you said, it's all about like winning helps with a lot of stuff, and they were yeah. able to get a lot more. And their budget, I'm sure, increased. Your guys' budget increased. Yeah, uh, for sure. Good. Do you think you could name how many? Like, what do you guys get? Like, at the top of your head, if I said, what do what do the players get at the top of your head? Like, like what for, kind of gear? Yeah, we're like, giving mean, out. We got like eight pairs of sh- nine, <laughs> nine, ten pairs of shoes when I my last two years on armor. It's crazy. Last two years, you just yeah. started like. Every, yeah, yeah, because we get like, because in the fall you get like two or three shoes plus the travel and the weightlifting shoes, and then later on you get like two or three shoes as well. And then if you make the NCAA tournament, they get your shoes as well. Yeah, man, we just want to make sure like you're able to play the, your best, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and if some guys want to take advantage of that and just like right, check your locker, you got like yeah. tons of shoes you're not using, yeah. like, all right. Yeah. Like, that's also part of the culture, you know. Yeah. You don't need, like we have, we have a good sponsor, but you don't need to be. Excessive. Yeah. Twenty pairs of shoes. <laughs> Come on, dude. Like, we d- Micah, honestly, dude, like yeah. three or four a year. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Micah, yeah. Micah, one time he was telling me UCLA. There's one year they got so much crap. I'm like, there's no way you even wear it. I mean, as stuff. like when you're recruiting, it's like, all right, first year, like I love it, but yeah. like over your four years, like, like you said though, big big thing about Hawaii is like with the blue collar type, you know, athletes and stuff, and people coming like grinding and stuff like that mentality. I think doesn't fit. With you know just oh let's just dump a bunch of gear and you have the nicest freshest stuff like yeah. sometimes you want to be a little bit you know yeah blue collar yeah. yeah like have a little chip on your shoulder yeah. like all right like this guy didn't recruit me or I'm not getting the same year like just yeah. who cares whatever it is like I the like gear, adding a little chip on my shoulder or whatever yeah. the gear at the end of the day it's not gonna help not you matter. win yeah <laughs> it's not exactly. gonna help you play volleyball better it's not you know gonna help I mean? any yeah it's not gonna really help anything yeah that's a good point that's a good and, point uh, no even, I think that I think. Like I said, man, this is something I've always harped on, and people are surprised by why certain teams aren't very good. It's because they care more about guys. <laughs> how much shoes like, they're getting. Exactly, shoes. They care about more about the shoes. It's okay to care about shoes. NBA players care yeah. about shoes. I get that. It's okay, but it's, when it becomes one of those things where it takes away from the court, it takes away from stuff, and that's your main focus. Exactly. And it's like that's like dude. I'm spending my work hours. Like, all right, come on, man. Like, help me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, but like, even back to like, like, is it a red flag if like, okay, we want we? I think we're so good at UH because we got guys who buy in. We get guys who buy into the culture and like, they take volleyball seriously. You know, they're not just there to have fun. It's, everyone is different. But like, is a ma- is choosing a major? Can that be a red flag? You know, ch- do they I, not want to push themselves um, in that aspect too? I can I can argue with that because I try to choose the easiest major too. <laughs> I think I think also you not see, saying you need to be a doctor. But yeah, one hundred percent, dude. There's also programs where they spend too much time on school. One hundred percent, I agree with that. Yeah, I, agree. I agree. Like, like, yeah. like uh, Ivy League schools, I hear about like their well, that, what goes different. on with them. They, don't even, they can't even cr- give scholarships. Yes, that's true. Dude. So you have these the schools who spend too much time. Like, yeah, they're never going to be they good have a different volleyball. niche. Yeah, I think even in men's volleyball, there's not enough teams. I think everyone kind of has their niche. Yeah, kind of balance, dude. Yeah. I can't, I, it's very hard to dominate when 
like you said, school is, like you said, you want them to be your best first on yourself. But when school is taking, taking up, in my opinion, taking up too much time over volleyball rather than that equal balance, yeah, that's when you get into trouble. And that's why you find teams that are high academic schools don't win as much. You know, you got mm-hmm. schools that can be like in the fall yeah. that can Long grind it out a little more. Yeah, 100%. UCLA, it's like, UCSB, I mean, UCSB is yeah. a good school, though. UCSB is a good school, but when's the last time they won, though? You know, you gotta keep. They've always good teams. Well, UCSB, I think, has other extracurricular stuff. Yeah, they got a lot. They got a lot. They got a, <laughs> why they like? Also, be. I think UCSB does the best job of recruiting extracurricular players that can also focus on volleyball. <laughs> if you get what I'm going at, I I 100 attest to that because, like you said, they have a good culture. I, I think that's why they're always a, good, they but not, a different. They're culture. always they're always solid, but they never at their potential. And that you think so? I think so for sure. There's some years. Well, it's amazing how far they get with all all the (laughs) extracurriculars. I'll tell you that. Wow, that's amazing. Good for them. Good shows, man. But I think, like I said, you got to find that balance. I always thought, like, for example, that's why you see Stanford. They're successful now. Or maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And they won, but they haven't won in a long time. Maybe it's because, like you said, a lot of those guys, they have to recruit. Obviously, shorting up the recruiting pool because they have to get in the school for a hard like that. They can't get on the pick of the litter. But when they get in there, they have to – they're, they're such great, smart kids, and they, they always recruit great kids. It's never the problem, but they're spending a lot of time on school. And I know maybe I sound like an idiot here, but at the same time, if you want to be a national champion, Alabama football ain't in there all the time. <laughs> and Georgia football ain't in there in the classrooms all the time. Dude, the thing about, like, like you said, with those schools like Stanford and stuff, you got to think about how the kid had to get into school. So he was like always in the books constantly throughout. I'm like, mm-hmm. like Gage and I, every day we were tra- they have training. for football, though. That's for sure. But for for a volleyball, Mostly, like though. Gage and I, we were like, yeah, we do school, A's and B's. That's all my parents demanded. A couple C's. <laughs> every, <laughs> once, every once in a while, you gotta trickle in. You gotta you gotta have some diversity in there. But uh, <laughs> some diversity. <laughs> we I went to the Harvard of the Harvard of the Pacific. We want to make shirts. The, yeah. the, the Harvard, Harvard of the, of the, of the Pacific. Pacific yeah. That'd yeah. be yeah. great shirts. But like, I wanna, I wanna. That's an interesting point. Like, you wanna make it relative though. Like, you can't just be, in some ways, lazy. So I was in civil engineering. Sometimes I had to miss practice. Sometimes I had to leave practice early. But then you just make it up in your breaks. Like you can go with the coach. Ooh, true. You know what I mean? And honestly, those are the days where I got even better because I'd have one-on-one with coaches or a couple other players. And uh, I could have that time with NCAA hours because I had those late classes or those early morning classes and I missed some of the practice times. And so those, in a way, helped my development more. 100%. So... Like, all right, I just want to, like, I, you hear this all the time. Oh, I can't wait to play pro. I'm just going to focus on volleyball. It's going to be awesome. Like, I won't have school. It's like, all right, you, need, you also need something to take your mind off of volleyball yeah. when you're overseas. Mm. You guys have our system. Like, I never read in my life before, but I read a ton of books. Yeah. You know, you need something else. And Balance. Also, uh, you don't have access to facilities like you. you UH, you can, I maybe... We can't say this, but you can go in there 24 hours a day if you really want to. You can use a gym. All the, all the schools should be able to do that. And, and so yeah. you have the most access. And there's always time. I It drives me nuts when people – you find that in life in general, if you really want to, there's always time in a day. Yeah. No matter what day, crazy day you have, I promise you, you can find time to do what If it's yeah. really of a priority to Oh, you. I didn't get my 11 hours of sleep last night. Yeah, yeah. And go to the beach. Yeah. But uh, – Whenever somebody tells you, oh, yeah, I just didn't have time, I'm like, eh, it's just not that much of a priority for you. I agree. And that's blue collar. 100%. Yeah. And, but the thing is with those top academic schools, you're now, for example, you did it, you had a crazy hard degree, and then you also met, you also did amazing stuff on the court. So you, and you 
through like after hours or finding ways mm-hmm. to do it. But now you're asking 14, 15 kids to do that same exact thing. And that's where the problem is with the high academic <laughs> schools. They're not going to do that. And then you're recruiting new kids in there mm-hmm. and you're expecting to do the same thing. Absolutely not. Especially with like what Joe said, they've been used to just studying the books. So like, because maybe, maybe their parents are home, like, I'm not, you know, doing this. And then That's maybe, why you went to Stanford. You need to get Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Sure, yeah. And also, like, as a coach, you can only do so much. You know, you can't force a kid to get You know that. You can't force a kid. You can ask him. You, you can't, you yeah. can't push the kid to drive. So you kind of pigeonhole? Pigeonhole is the right word? Maybe. I don't know what you're trying to go for. <laughs> you're also, you're... You're handcuffed. You can't really do anything. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. At times. So it, it's that's why I think that it, you can't build. I don't think you can build a dynasty with super like with genius kids a lot of time. And I think yeah. you need a balance. I think Hawaii offers yeah, balance, yeah. offers great academics. Um, well, not I mean good, really good academics. Great can in, in certain areas, really really great uh, majors and whatnot. But also heavy focus on volleyball. And you have to do a really good balance of that. And at the end. Of it, yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. At no. the end of the day, it's all back to internal motivation. Like, like how hard do you want to work? Like, I'm a civil engineer at UH, but like, I can. It's all about the interview. It's all about who you know. It's how much how you, how you're gonna work, and if you're just relying on a degree to get yeah. you jobs too, and you're not gonna still have that work ethic, you still need the work ethic. Yeah. You know, you can still be successful wherever you go. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. And like, sometimes like, especially when parents or the coaches, like. Are we just are we selling volleyball or development culture? Are we selling any of this, or are we just selling an alumni network? Yeah, you know, mm. and like we're just gonna sell an alumni network, and you're gonna be set for the rest of your life. Like, one is that even true? And like, two, you still need to have a good work ethic if you want to be successful in life. Yeah, not every successful businessman or person went to like an Ivy League. You That's know, true. That's true. It also, I think it's also priority thing because like you said maybe Hawaii if you're saying locally I think has a great network like yeah. amazing getting hired locally after playing for UH football is so easy yeah. rather than maybe you'll have like if you go to an Ivy League school you, you can go obviously you prioritize other stuff and then you have a network to go in a huge super huge job in terms of like your field of study maybe science or something like that that's huge mm-hmm. obviously marine biology Hawaii this, no one can top it so it's also kind of a thing where it's like they're going there for other priorities other than making sure they're also really good at volleyball. Yeah. So I think just committing to the University of Hawaii as a whole is also a thing that's like, it's a super big commitment. You're away from home and mm-hmm. everything like that. Like you said, the huge program. So you can be at the bottom of the pool. I mean, there are people, you got to realize, I play with people in my years that, and we all have, they're literally scrubbing the floors during practice, literally taking towels. And then the next thing you know, Turn to your left, here he is, you know, on the court. And it's just, like, super sick at the same time. Like, yeah. oh, that's, 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 that's tight. Work super hard to get there. Yeah. yeah, like, a lot of the guys, like, that are playing right now at UH, like, when I was there, in my last year, they're scrubbing the floors, keeping score during practice towards the end of it. Obviously, there's an hour and a half, two-hour development afterwards, but you get a 20-man roster, not all 20 guys can play at the same, at the same time. So yeah. I, think, I think it's really, really cool. I think it's really, really cool. And I think that Hawaii has the best culture. Obviously, I'm biased. I'm a little biased <laughs> here. I get that. Um, yeah, can't wait for Micah's comments. Yeah, we gotta get you guys both on a podcast. But um, uh, <laughs> Coops, we just want to thank you so much for hopping on the pod. We'll, obviously, we're gonna get you on a bunch Appreciate of times it. more, a um, little more insight. It, I also, I don't know if you have anything. If you want to plug anything, usually at the end, if you want to plug anything, say anything out there to any recruits. Oh, well, can, right come, come to the stand. No, to, yeah. Oh yeah, true. We'll see you next year. See you next year. Again. Yeah, we'll be back. Bounce back. Hey, um, warrior ball, here. like my shirt hey, says. Define the moment. Warrior define ball. Define the moment. <laughs> the moment spent. The moment is set. Now define it.
<laughs> with that being said, I um, uh, also want to give a shout out to allvolleyball.com. Maybe you're a kid out there that has dreams going to University of Hawaii. And maybe you don't have access to gyms. But guess what? There's plenty of ways to play at home. And guess what? You need certain gadgets, maybe certain balls to play at home. And all volleyball has that. Use promo code OOS 20% off. Don't believe me? Click the link in the bio. Look for yourself. Um, also, you want to support the boys. Come to a camp. Get the, get, We're at get a camp right now. Exactly. You want to sign up for some more camps. A lot of content coming down or coming out from that. Uh, also, link in the bio for that. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can see more of the dolos out here. Hopefully get Mike in the next podcast as well. We'll see. Um, uh, and just remember, if you can't handle the heat, goddamn kitchen. This has been another episode presented by All Ball Ball